Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Admission Guys, where our goal is to help you navigate the college search process. I'm Cole Godfrey, Assistant Director of Admissions here at Lebanon Valley College. And I'm E.J. Smith, Associate Director of Admission. Our area of focus for today is going to be getting the parents involved with the college process. So we're going to kind of flip the scripts here a little bit, more so or less with everything, because with a lot of our focus, at least being on students, we decided to switch it up this week and focus on the parents, because the parents are so involved in everything. You're a parent, of course. as, as I am. You remind me of that often. You yep. think I'm your parent, but that is not true. I do have a current senior and a current junior in high school, however. Yeah, that's, that's never been officially disclosed that I think you're my father, but we'll get on to that later. But anyway, so as a parent, you've always, been, you've always played an integral role in your child's education. And although your student may only spend four years at an institution, you and your family will be linked to that school throughout pretty much the rest of your lives. You know, there's always going to be that pride factor and whatnot. So today we just kind of wanted to open up and just talk about different things that parents can, with the starting process, kind of where they're at, all the way up to what you can do and get involved in. And Cole, we brought a special guest today. Yes, we are extremely pleased to have someone because when we're not, like we're pretty much experts in everything, allegedly, but when we are not experts, we always try to make sure that we bring someone on that is an expert in this category. So... Why don't you get us off with the intro for who we have with us today? Well, the person we brought along has a special place in our hearts, let's be honest. So uh, we'd like to introduce, and she can tell you a little bit about herself, Sue Jones, who's our Director of Alumni and Parent Engagement here at Lebanon Valley. Welcome, Sue Jones. How are you today? I am great. I am so pleased to be uh, to be a guest on this very prestigious podcast with two of my very favorite Lebanon Valley College alums. So thank you for having me. Hey, write that down. Two of her favorite LBC alums. So I, that's I got it. Like, it's all written down. I like to hear that. So it is so awesome that our our, our uh, people were finally able to book us on here together today. So actually, you and I are our, our, we're our, our people. people right. so, but anyway, but so yeah, we're extremely happy to have you on. So why don't you just tell our audience kind of who you are? your role at LVC, things like that, kind of just your involvement with the college? Sure. So I am a graduate of LVC. I'm originally from suburban Philadelphia, Abington, and I came to Lebanon Valley College and graduated in 1992. And you spoke on a previous podcast about financial aid and work study. Mm -hmm. And so my work study job was in the admission office. I was a tour guide. Yes. And so while I came here and I was certified to teach, I also applied for jobs in admissions. And it just so happened that my first job was at Lebanon Valley College as an admission counselor. In 1993, I started and I've been working here ever since. That is amazing. That is amazing. So I've had experience primarily in admissions, but I also did I believe it was three years in financial aid, three years in retention, Mm -hmm. and I believe this is my fourth year in alumni and parent engagement. That is that is all great stuff. So I actually myself started as an admission counselor here. So I've only been here three and a half years. So, so but I know that you do a lot for our uh, community and whatnot. So we're extremely happy to have you on. And that sounds like some great knowledge. So, so yeah. So I know that you Sue have worked in admissions for a number of years. And now that you work on the alumni side more, the alumni and parent engagement side, we thought that it'd be awesome that you join the conversation here, especially because you and EJ have worked together in previous for ten years, nine years, give or take. Is that probably about give or take? Great. I've never worked with you. Technically, but... Your loss. 
Right. Yeah. I, Aww, I know. I do. That's I, so kind. Trust me. I know. I, I do. I do love the Jones family for sure. So, we thought this would be a great opportunity to get again different viewpoint of everything. I don't really offer much here. I'm not a parent. I'm. I'm a child. I'm. Uh, sometimes people think I'm EJ's child, but I try not to brag about that whatsoever that's for sure so uh but yeah we just want to kind of uh, have some have a little more of a conversation base with everything talk here about just the starting process for all of our parents out there who are struggling with this process or getting ready to start this process and maybe they're nervous maybe they have no idea what to do maybe they're experts and want to showcase their expertise in some ways but anyway why don't we start talking about just where how do you start talking to your son or daughter about the whole beginning college process whoever wants to kind of kick us off with that so where do, where do you start more so or less well i guess cole i'll start it's never too early to start as we said, even when your child is young, you can begin to talk about college in terms of saving for college. So that would always be a you know starting place. So even when they're younger, in elementary school maybe even, you can start that fund to begin um, the college um, in order to pay for it in the end. But once they reach the high school age, I think it's important to begin looking at colleges and having conversations with your children about what they may want to pursue in terms of a major or maybe where they want to go in terms of closer to home, further from home. I know a lot of times young people say, well, I want to go further from home because they want to get away. And parents a lot of times, you know, for the most part, want to keep them closer to home unless you don't like your kids. You know, that's why I kind of push you away. <laughs> um, but you can start even when you're on vacation, maybe, you know, check out a couple campuses or maybe you want to check out some campuses that are more local to you just to get an idea of exactly what you're looking at and, and what your students kind of feel is for that campus. Yeah. So I know you have a different perspective and view on this just because of the industry that you work in. Is this a time that has to be stressful? with looking at colleges. You know, do, do kids and parents have to fight with this? I look back at the time when I was looking at colleges and I, I have four other siblings as well. And there was times when my parents, you know, now that I look back trying to do the right things, but asking questions that I didn't think to know about. So how is it like, can, and can this be a difficult process? Like, is there always need to be fights? <laughs> it can absolutely be a difficult process, but it shouldn't be. Right. I think making it more of a marathon, and we've said that in previous podcasts, taking your time, starting early, uh, taking the time to look at maybe what your students want and you know what you want because they may not be on the same page. Uh, originally when I was looking at colleges, I would have loved to have gone to the University of Southern California, USC, because let's be honest, I think I would have been hanging out on the beach in Southern <laughs> California most of the time. My parents were smart enough to say, Thanks. okay, uh, you know, we're not going to look that far away but we're going to look more, you know, within a two, three hour radius of where I grew up and that if I still wanted to down the road, they would allow me to transfer there full well knowing that that probably would have never happened. That's that's quite a transition though from where you grew up in New Jersey to California. A big time transition. Yeah, and so. looking back on it, yeah, I probably would not have done well because I would have been hanging out on the beach most of the time, yeah. not doing what I was supposed to do. For sure. Sue, so what would you add to that though, just about the beginning process, where to start? Well, your comment about does it need to be stressful? Mm -hmm. And I think there's so many opportunities as, as parents where you can dictate the level of stress. So there's so many deadlines and things that you have to do to work up to ultimately choosing a college. Mm -hmm. So whether it's uh, seeing your guidance counselor, registering for the college placement tests, taking classes, things like that. 
if you think about that as, I think you said it, marathon, EJ, if you can start out of the gate by not making those things stressful or keeping that level, you know, you talk about it, you have conversations about it. It's just part of the daily calendar rather than, oh my goodness, we are you preparing for, are you, are you getting ready for, are you, and making it that sort of stressful conversation. Then when it comes to actually picking and looking at colleges, mm-hmm. you've set a tone. Mm-hmm. Making it fun. I, I have an older sibling who, who played football and ran track. So I spent a lot of time on college campuses, not considering my future, but just seeing what was part of it. Uh, and I remember that fondly, not stressfully. So if it can be made that way, Good. in some ways, that takes care of a little bit of the stressor. So you have a senior and a junior, of course. And you, and your daughter, Alex, who I, I absolutely love oh, oh so much. She is, And she loves tw- you. That's great to hear. She is, I believe, 22, 23? <laughs> it seems like it. She's 10. 10. She's, uh, <laughs> how do I always get that wrong? <laughs> oh, you have a major issue with ages. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, I, I know personalities. Just now I can't tell. Dude. So do you think it's uh, – and this is just something off the top of my head. Do you think it's it's good for parents to embarrass their kids when you go out on uh, college visits and stuff like that? I look back when my parents were super embarrassing and asked embarrassing questions. Do you think that's a valuable part of everything? I don't know. I don't think it's appropriate or <laughs> done on purpose. But do we embarrass our kids? We do. Eh. But in most cases, it's done because we want the best for them and we want to ask the appropriate questions that you know may seem embarrassing to the student at the time, but in retrospect, I think, like I said, my own parents did what was right for me. They knew me. And as a 16, 17, 18-year-old student, I am willing to bet that your parents know you better than anybody else. You may not feel that way as, as a student at the time, but if you look back from when you're probably 24, 25, and you're honest with yourself... You would say, okay, my parents did know me better than who I thought was my best friend. So it is important. I completely agree with Sue to have those conversations and continuously. So what I'm gathering from all of this is that planning early is probably one of the most essential things that you can do as a parent, even especially from the financial side, and then to what courses that they should be taking that help them be successful in college if they're planning to go to college. Sue, I don't know what your thoughts are on this. Should every kid go to college? Well, sir, my 10-year-old will tell you, uh, especially right now, she doesn't need college. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, uh, she can do virtual learning and pursue her dreams of NHL or NBA or whatever it is yeah. uh, she has <laughs> at the moment. But every student should know that they have access mm-hmm. to college. Mm-hmm. Does every student need college? College never hurts. You know, there's certainly tons of data that mm-hmm. reveal that higher education helps you with earning income, you know, as you go throughout your life. But we also need folks in trades and other industries. And COVID and and all of the virtual things that are happening right now will probably uh, teach us that there's jobs and careers and paths that we haven't even thought of. Yeah. But what it's important mm-hmm. to understand is not looking at the conclusion of high school as a stopping point, that there are other things that can be done, higher ed, trade, other options for education that exist. And having that dialogue about it as a family, yeah. as, as parents, is, mm-hmm. is really important. That's something that we mentioned a lot in previous episodes. I always feel bad for a student if they are basically like forced to go to college just because that's what their parents believe that they need to have happen. So that's, I think you guys make a lot of valid points with having those conversations. What's the best fit for a student to go down? What path that they should go down to make them be the most successful in the end? And even in saying that, Cole, I think similar to a parent 
living through their child as a student athlete. So, Sue, what would you tell a parent who's basically saying to you, you know, I've my son, my daughter is about to go to a college in the in the fall. I've been involved in everything in their life. I've been at the all the sports, the plays, the musicals. I've been taking them around everywhere. And now that this is coming to a stop, how do I stay involved? That's such a great question. Mm-hmm. A great point, Cole. Um, <laughs> because your shifts at the concession stands effectively are over. And for some people, that's great news. And for some people, you know, this has been your life for X number of years. So I'll say a couple things. One, no, you you don't have the same level of involvement at a college as you have throughout your students, you know, 12 year career thus far. Colleges make their concession stands and their stages and their musicals and their marching band happen with a team of people and really largely with student leaders. So parents can now sit back and enjoy some of the things that they worked so hard for. But by the same token, there are ways that you can still be involved. Colleges do need help from great parents in probably in three big areas, recruitment, career, and philanthropy. Mm -hmm. So recruitment, for example, what can you do to sort of help? You can raise your hand and say, I would be happy to represent the college at our high school for example, at a college fair or an opportunity to, uh, to talk with interested students in your region or area. That is hugely impactful. Uh, you can wear your students' college colors and clothes uh, to represent the institution, and that will get people thinking and talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps there's a way to refer students that you know who might be a good fit for a college. Those are a couple of things. Career. We are reliant on internships, on jobs, on career advice. So if you are somebody in your industry or profession that knows of jobs and internships, share that with the career office. Career offices would love to have more to give to students and ins and the ability to look to a parent and say, yes, help us, please. Uh, Lastly, and this is always a funny one, when you're paying a tuition bill, and we've just talked about, you know, saving and all that kind of thing, but philanthropy, participating in the college's fundraising efforts. Uh, No. Does it have to be big gifts? Is is it important what the size of the gift is? No. Uh, But is it important to advocate for such things? And, And colleges certainly invite parents in to do those kinds of things. Those are ways that you you can be involved as a parent that are still great fun and hugely impactful to the school. And I will also offer, this is a time when you're letting go of some responsibility. Do something for you. Read more books, watch more movies, take more walks, go on vacation and maybe tell your student that you're going, you know, so they don't not know where you are, but do some things for you as a parent, because that's also important for your student to see. Yeah, that's great. I, I'm only, I can't wait to see what you and your wife, Jen, are going to be doing when, when your kids go off. I mean, it's going to be cruises every couple months. Disney tri- trips. Disney trips to Vegas. Well, we hope so. Yeah, and I mean, then I'll right come now home, too. Whoa, whoa, yeah, okay, whoa. No, yeah, we'll yeah, that's not I'll, I'll, I'll babysit the dog. But I, I completely agree with Sue, and my wife just said this yesterday. She can't wait until we are not running the concession stand anymore for both our students' uh, athletic endeavors that she can just come be a fan and not have to worry about organizing who's bringing what or, or who's buying what and 
and we can just come and sit in the stands and cheer on our kids because that's something we really enjoy doing. And it kind of takes a back seat sometimes when you're trying to do all the extra stuff that comes along with them being involved. Again, whether that's athletically, musically, theater, or whatever it is that they're involved with. So both awesome points. So if you could actually touch on a little bit more so about, because um, I liked when you talked about how parents can get involved in with, with recruitment. Mm-hmm. And that's what we utilize a lot in our office yep. from like different recruitment events, whether it's college fairs, high school visits, things like that. What else is there that's available for parents to get involved in with like that and volunteering and stuff like that? Sure. So I think the A number one point that that I would share with parents is that when your student has made a decision about where they're going, really attach yourself to that school via their social media, their communication processes, get to know their websites, show yourself on campus in appropriate ways, you know, Mm -hmm. at orientation, at events, as, as you are able. And raise your hand when you see an opportunity to help or you want to know about opportunities to help reach out who do you reach out to how do you do that well again colleges use their websites their social medias their their email tools to keep you informed so make sure that you pay attention to that look for a person with a job like mine you know the the parent engagement the parent coordinator or director of volunteerism, and introduce yourself to that person. Or just follow along, uh, again, with their website or, or their social media if you care to do it at a little bit of a distance until you see what's there to do. We had a great time, Cole, with the with the parent panel just last spring, I think it was, for yep. prospective students. We had a good group of parents, and all of those parents are folks – well, three sets of parents are folks who raise their hands mm-hmm. – one was a set that didn't necessarily raise their hand, but they're they're always attentive to everything. So when they asked the answer, when asked, the answer was a yes. Yeah. And it was great fun. And so that panel that you're talking about, more so or less, is when we were going through the recruitment process for seniors in high school, we wanted parents to be able to hear from current parents of students at LBC. Correct. Because I think that that really speaks a lot of volume to, like you, the director of alumni and parent engagement can tell me one thing, but it's just a difference sometime when uh, actual parents. It's peer to peer, much like you want for your students to Mm -hmm. meet students at an institution. Parents like to meet parents in that process. And it's, you know, you feel a little level of trust or connectedness. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Something else too that I just thought of actually because we did touch on the whole saving for we touched on the whole saving for college and whatnot. Do colleges offer like legacy scholarships and alumni scholarships as well at all for students coming in? They do. That's not unusual. So at Lebanon Valley College we have two opportunities. If you are the child of an alum you will have a $2,500 annual scholarship. So that's $10,000 over the course of your four years. Just for the student being born. Just for the student being born to a legacy. (laughs) So EJ's... Cole, hold on. I may, you may really be my student and maybe Lebanon Valley owes me some money. Nobody's going to pay you. (laughs) Nobody's going to pay you. If anything, we should take money from you. (laughs) Nice try. (laughs) And then we also have an opportunity for alums, aunts, uncles, grandparents, cousins, neighbors 
who are alums of LVC to recommend somebody mm -hmm. to the college. So that's what we call our alumni referral scholarship. And that is worth a thousand dollars annually. So if grandma is an alum and she thinks her grandchild would be a great fit, she can fill out a very quick form. And if, you know, the grandchild comes to LVC, that's a thousand dollars annually. But it was a way for us to let alums be involved mm -hmm. in our process. And it's been really great. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool to really see how great. people are getting involved with the whole recruitment process and whatnot. Alums typically are very proud of their institution, mm -hmm. and and so it's it's a nice, a very nice connection. And for parents, it is nice to know that these things happen again because uh, paying the bill and having those recommendations are really impactful. It's also a really trustworthy source, and I say this to families often: we get paid to say nice things about our institution. That's our job. But when you hear from an alumni who's really proud of their institution and feels that they got a really great education and set them up to be successful throughout life, that says a lot to that student, that family. That is a good place. So EJ, what is something that you are excited about with your kids going to college in the near future? Well, besides getting them out of the house, Cole. Um, <laughs> no, truly. It's like a country club at your house, <laughs> my gosh. It is not. <laughs> Truly, they will be missed, and, and that's the honest truth. But I'm really happy to see them grow. I'm really happy to see them blossom into the young people that they're becoming, to begin making decisions more independently from us, to continue to watch them mature, to continue to just see them become the young adults that I, I've already seen them growing into, and to know that hopefully we've done a good job and that they are going to continue down the right path. They're also great kids as we've been sort of watching them grow up all these years. And I would just add to EJ's comment that, you know, this is such a great opportunity. Parents have been the drivers and ha have had to make so many decisions and do so much. And now, as your student goes to college, is the time to turn over turn over the, the keys to the Cadillac a, a little bit. Let them be their advocates. Let them be their own people to solve their problems. You know, hopefully you've taught them up to this point how to do that. Mm -hmm. Or it's not too late to get into that conversation. But once they get to school, it's really a chance for them to understand how satisfying it is to make their own decisions and and have to go, again, advocate for themselves and, and uh, what needs to happen. College is a great, a great learning space for that. And in saying that, one thing you can start today, have them do their own laundry. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't let day one on a college <laughs> campus be, be their laundry education. That would be good. I like when you said they're handing the keys to the Cadillacs. I know you can't relate. EJ has a Mini Cooper, but I mean, <laughs> I, so he would have to give the keys to the Just Mini Cooper. Just a smaller car. But. So, but No, that's a good point. Give him the keys to the, the Mini Cooper. Okay, so we've actually had a bunch of questions submitted to us from the listeners. So I've been going through the email account, and like we said, we always include this in the show notes. If you have any questions, you can submit them to us. But I thought I was going through a bunch of them, and there were a few that stood out. So sometimes I would just respond to them right there. But I thought that this one would be really beneficial. Courtney, a senior from Palm, from Palmyra, Pennsylvania, asks, how important is it for students to list all of their extracurricular activities on their college application? And is this something that colleges actually look at? I thought that was a pretty good question that, EJ, maybe you want to kick us off with. Cole, it's absolutely important for students to list all of their extracurriculars, all the things they're involved with. 
depending on the institution, they may use that in varying ways. Uh, we definitely at Lebanon Valley take a look at that. That is important to us. We want our students to be involved. Uh, obviously, we want them to be good students and, and to do well academically. But we also, uh, where we are, the campus is very vibrant. And we want our students to be involved in all aspects of the, their collegiate uh, careers. Yeah. And I, I always tell students whenever they're putting everything down, like we don't, for the admission process, we don't require letters of recommendation, at least at Lebanon Valley College, we don't. But I always say that anything you list and, and put on your application just gives it more life. So that I, it's hard to get to know a student based off just their applications they fill out and their high school transfer. I'm like, I don't know. Is this person going to be a great member of the community? Are they going to be involved in clubs? Like, will they contribute to campus or... Are they just a really good student or just a really bad student? You know, whatever that may be. So another really good question that was asked is came in from Janice, a parent from Raleigh, North Carolina. She said, my son is currently a senior in high school and he's basically dragging his feet about applying to colleges with everything going on in the world with COVID-19 and everything. What advice would you offer to someone like my son going through this process? So Sue, I thought that maybe you could handle that or start off with that. Sure. So the advice, uh, this is a hard time. Everything is very challenging right now. Dragging your feet is not, I don't, I think not entirely unexpected, but conversing, encouraging, finding out where that, that young man is in in his process, in his thoughts is important. I I don't think dropping a hammer, uh, making things very stressful right now, but if there's an opportunity to use what the high school is giving in terms of deadlines as motivation, maybe the conversation is that that student is not ready to make a decision at this particular point. And that is not a bad thing either. Mm-hmm. A gap year, a time to work, to think, to research. You know, there's there are a number of students who will take advantage of that, who have taken advantage of it. And in COVID, really are taking advantage of it. So that is not a bad scenario if it works uh, for the student. It helps certainly in saving for college if the student is getting a job or maybe doing some volunteer work or, or just trying to figure out what the right path is. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't be discouraged. There is always a you know an answer. It it just may not come in the in the time frame that the Janice is thinking about. Yeah, exactly. Were you going to touch on something else with that? No, I think Sue hit it right on the head with that one. I okay. think it's conversation is is the best thing to do. Should they go about this like a normal process then, uh, uh, more so, just to have that as a default if needed? You can if the student is open to that. If you're just forcing you know, your son to kind of apply just to apply, I don't think that's the right thing because they're just going to rebel a- a- against that. Hmm. I-, I think the conversation is the most important thing. And maybe including other people in the conversation. Maybe trying to get you know the student to speak to his counselor or maybe other family members or, or family friends who he may be able to hear it from better than his own parent. Is there a, a person in the family or in their in their circle of friends that has just gone through the college mm. process? Because sometimes a, a freshman or a sophomore who's just been there, done that, mm-hmm. may have some really good advice or some good motivation. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. So those are some of the more common questions that were asked when I was filtering through the email account. Again, admission at lvc.edu if you have questions. Yeah, the only other thing that I saw in there that another email that I saw was actually from uh, Shelly Godfrey saying how much she loves our show. So thank you, Mom. I appreciate it. That was great that she uh, shouted us out. Uh, so she, of course, would want to be mentioned on the podcast. So no question from her. 
But that is a parent, so theme of the hour. <laughs> anyway, speaking of parents, I want to throw in my favorite segment of the podcast that we like to do. We call this Dadvice. So if anyone is new to the show, I'll give a quick recap of what this is. Basically, EJ Smith and I, again, he is much older than I am. Sorry, Sue, no offense. Um, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, and people will see us oftentimes at open houses and whatnot, and they will say, you know, it's just so nice to see you two, uh, you know, when you're interacting with everybody, just you and EJ, it's just nice to see you and your father working together. And I just instantly think, excuse me? <laughs> like, that is an odd thing to say. That is not my dad. So, And often I get called EJ 2.0 for whatever reason. I, I don't know if that's an insult or not, but so we like to implement, at least I did, but you kind of have gone with it, that we implemented some advice from a dad. So you're a dad, not my dad, of course, but you're a dad who you have kids going through college. You've worked at the uh, high school as a guidance counselor for a number of different years and now on the admission side of things. So what advice would you give as a dad having all of these different areas under your belt to anyone, whether it's students, parents, all that, the dad advice, as some would say? All right, Cole, here we go. Okay, Round three of dad advice. Yep. I love it every time. As your student takes on adult responsibilities, your role will change, but your student still needs you. Students need you to support their growth, development, and independence, and to be a stable force in their ever-changing world. On occasion, they need your advice, but they may or may not ask for it. Learning to navigate this challenging time can be difficult, rewarding, scary, and even humorous for you and for your student. But stay there, continue to have those conversations, and everything will work out in the end. I love your knowledge and your wisdom. He brings so much to the table, doesn't he, Sue? He really does. So You two are way <laughs> Always too generous. Has. Yeah, so the reason, Sue, just also so you know and anyone else out there listening, the reason I always have EJ do this is because I've always considered you a father figure here on campus and whatnot. You know, he actually co-signed my lease, my first apartment that I got out of college, technically. Cole, I didn't co-sign it. Basically, though. <laughs> I was a referral. And yeah. luckily that the people so yeah, sweet. the people knew me who you were and so I tell people he was a co-signer on my lease. All right, EJ, thanks as always for the wonderful dad advice. Sue, we uh, figured we could close with a few rapid fire questions that we always like to give out to our guests. But first, I do want to acknowledge both of you for, for everything you do here on campus. Sue, for all that you do in the community, for our students, our alums. Uh, getting to know you over these years, I think you, I know this is way off script here for you guys, but I just really want to thank you for all that you do on campus and to help parents and students with all that. And thank everything. you. And EJ, for how great you are with families and mentoring us in the office, I do appreciate you both for all that you do. Cole, it's a pleasure. I, I did not co-sign your loan. Whatever you say. But, <laughs> so, but yes, yeah, so EJ, all the great things you do on campus does not go unnoticed. And you two both as well. So, Sue. As obviously I know you, but what do you prefer more so? We asked Kendra this, book or a movie? It's hard. I, I love both, but I'm going to go book. Book? Mm-hmm. We can't really read, hence why we talk, so we don't relate. We're more movie people. More movie We're people. We audio book. That's right up my alley, so great. Hey, whatever way. Golf or hockey? I know you have stay, stock in both. Golf. I have to go with the family business, and that's family golf. That's great. Mm-hmm. Great. Shout out to Jim Jones. So. Shout out to Fairview Golf Course. Thank okay, you. this one might stir a lot of controversy, but Cowboys or Eagles? Cowboys. She grew Cowboys, up where, please. She grew up? Sue grew up in Philly. However, I grew up in North Jersey, so I lean more Giants, but I definitely support Cowboys more than Eagles. Gotcha. Okay. Favorite NHL hockey team, then, since you picked golf? 
Well, so I might be a Cowboys fan, but I am a Flyers fan. Flyers? Shit, this woman's out of control. How do we get out of it? This is out of control here. Go okay, Flyers. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, I, I know your family pretty well. And obviously, I love your daughter, Alex. She's great. Take yourself into a different world here. If you were to have another child uh, born into this world, okay, which would you rather prefer to have raised, me or EJ, as one of your own children to have? Wow. <laughs> You or EJ? I cannot even remotely answer that question. Now, similar to what we said to our previous guests, if you respond with neither, you insult us both rather than just insulting one of us. But thats it's an impossible question. It's actually possible. We are all buddies. I want to be buddies. Okay, so now you want to raise twins then, if that's the case? Maybe twins. You know? So, no. Twins are great. (laughs) <laughs> fair enough so we will go with you can, you can have either both of us or neither of us so both i'll take okay. both of you God bless i will her. take both of i don't you. know what jim would say to that so but anyway <laughs> thank you everyone for taking the time out of your day to listen to this episode we greatly appreciate it and if you found this episode to be beneficial or enlightening we just ask that you would share it with somebody that you think could benefit from it do not forget to rate subscribe and review so that you can get uh you can hear hear about us directly to your phone or wherever you listen to podcasts because why should they review us why would that be beneficial well cole we've already started to review and send out some t-shirts yes we did so we'll make sure we will shout some of them out next time but thank you everyone and we hope you have a great rest of your day Won't you follow me into the jungle?